Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. It's my privilege to share God's word with all of us here today. And uh, today I want to uh, bring us on uh, what is going to be a start to a new series that I'll be doing in whenever I get to preach in the month of August. Uh, some of you who might be worshipping with us for a while now, uh, I hope you've been blessed. Uh, but in Acts Church, we have uh, five W's, you know, five pillars of our church that we believe in. Uh, the five W's are, of course, the, the W called warmth. Warmth, amen. And, and, and I believe that different ones say you've been blessed by just the community and the warm welcome and the friendliness of, of this community. And that's, that's something we believe in. That's something that God believes in, amen. That His house, His church, His temple should be a place of love and warmth and acceptance. And I think that, you know, that's an area that we are excelling in. And so, so keep on showing that warmth, amen. Uh, we also, as a church, believe in worship. That's another W, worship. Uh, we believe in worship that that can transform lives we believe in worship uh, that can help people overcome whatever that they are battling with we believe in worship that god can can even use to draw us deeper into his presence amen we also believe in the word the word the other w amen in the preaching of god's word in living out of god's word we believe in the transformational power of god's word uh, there are two more w's uh, that we as a church really believe in that form part of our dna uh, and it's the W called works, because we believe that we are saved uh, to make a difference. Amen. And even though we are not saved by good works, we are saved to do good works. Amen. To be a blessing to our community. And the last W is, is witness. Witness. Uh, and witness, of course, is sharing the gospel. And I believe that of the five W's, the first three, uh, I think we are doing uh, a good healthy. Uh, but I think the last two, we can be stronger and uh, we need to improve on. Amen. And so uh, I want to take this opportunity uh, to share with us a little bit more about witness and, and how witnessing and, and, and good works actually go hand in hand. Uh, and I want to start us on a series uh, on, on, on to just help us look at how Jesus did witnessing. Amen? Because in the world that we live in today, there's so many ideas, so many teachings. Oh, you should use this strategy. You should do that. You should do this. You should try this. You should try that. But let's come back to the Bible. Let's look at how Jesus witnessed, how Jesus taught people to witness, uh, and, uh, and, and how Jesus taught people to evangelize. Amen? And I hope that you will get excited about this because witnessing is, is one of the things that we cannot do in heaven. Okay, in heaven, there'll be no longer witnessing. You know, in heaven, you don't have to go around going like, do you know Jesus? You know, because if you don't know, you wouldn't be there, right? And so in heaven, there will be worship. In heaven, there'll be great warmth. In heaven, there'll be great word because the, the living word will be preaching and, 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 you know, will be meeting him face to face. Uh, but what we can't bring to heaven is, is the gift and the privilege to witness to others. And so this is something I believe God wants us to be extra good at or learn to be better at while we are still here on earth. Amen? And, and how many of you here, uh, when I talk about witnessing, sharing your faith, uh, it, you, you, it's an area that you struggle with. Anyone here? You know? No? Well, everyone's evangelist. Great, great. You know? Oh, I see a lot of Billy Graham's. Fantastic. Uh, uh, but, but, you know, if we're really honest, it's something that we get nervous about. 
uh, you know, we, we maybe feel like we don't really know how to share. And so I want to help us to, to, to get into both the heart and the art of witnessing. Um, but today, I want to talk to us about the heart of witnessing. Amen? And so if you're taking down notes, you know, the, the title of my message today is called Witness 101, colon, The Heart. Did, did I get it right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so it feels like going to school a little bit, okay? Uh, but I'll, I'll make sure it won't be boring. Um, and today, I want to talk to us about the heart. In the coming weeks, at least for four weeks, I, I want to talk about uh, Witness 101 and the power of prayer. So giving you a bit of a sneak peek of what, what we'll be learning. Uh, I, I want to talk about Witness 101, um, you know, uh, how to use your life as a, as a, as a way to witness. Um, and then we're going to go one week where we're going to talk about how to use your testimony. Okay? Uh, and then at least the fourth week, we will talk about, um, you know, Witness 101, uh, what about dot, dot, dot. No, because when we try to witness, there will be a lot of questions. Oh, what about this? If somebody asked me about, you no, know, they asked me, you know, if God is like this, you know, why like that? And so, that, but that we will cover in the later weeks. Amen. Uh, but today, I want to get us to understand the heart. Amen. And I hope that this message will help inspire you uh, to be more open to witnessing because sometimes we can get freaked out. Sometimes we can feel like even, oh, it is um, the pastor's job. Oh, it is for those that are specially gifted in this area. It's their job, you know. It's the leader's job. It's the home leader's job. It's not my job, you know. Uh, I'm just here to enjoy the good music. I'm just here to, I don't know, you know, give to the offering. No, no, no. It's, it's all of us. And I want us to get into the heart of it. Uh, and so I hope that this can be both a revelation for some of us and also a reminder for some of us. But I hope that uh, all of us will be transformed by God's Word today. Amen? And so uh, if you have your Bibles, why do you turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke 10, we're going to read from verse 1 to 12, and then we're going to stay in the same chapter, but then we're going to read from verse 17 to 21. So Luke 10, 1 to 12, and Luke 10, 17 to 21. And uh, if you're there, why don't you turn there first? Uh, of course, we're going to have it flash out on the screen for those of us who don't have a Bible. But if you really don't have a Bible and you would like to have one, we have some free Bibles at the back. We are, we'll be more than happy to bless you with one. Um, but we we'll encourage you to turn to God's Word, whether physically or digitally. Are you there? Yep. Amen. Um, before we read together, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your Word. Right now, we just want to pray. Lord, would you soften our hearts? We want to hear. We want to understand but we want to live it out as well. So God, we pray right now that you would help us to focus, help our mind to come alive. Holy Spirit, would you speak? Holy Spirit, would you fill us with your truth? Uh, Holy Spirit, Lord, we just want to surrender this time into your hands. Lord, come and take over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 12 says this, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city. That means ahead of him. And, and, and place where he himself was about to go. And then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, 
or sandals and, and, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. Right? So whatever they put in front of you, just, just, just eat it. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house, whatever city you enter, and they receive you. Eat such things as they are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter, and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Amen? And then let's, we're going to fast forward uh, to verse 17. Uh, and then the 70 returned. So earlier on we read the 70 were sent out. Amen? Some translations will say 72. But it, it's all good. Right? So the 70 or 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said today, and he said to them, Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Amen. That's why we pray against cancer. All the power of the enemy. Amen. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Uh, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. One more verse. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes, to reveal them to the simple in heart. And even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. Amen. Amen. You know, this is Jesus ascending out, not just his 12. You see, a lot of times we think that, oh, uh, uh, witnessing, evangelizing, oh, you need to know your stuff. So it's for the elite Christians, you know, those that study directly under Jesus, the 12 apostles. But, but was it the 12 that he sent out? No, it was the other disciples. It was the 70 and the 72 others that were sent out. In other words, this is God reminding us that it's for everyone. It's not for the elite. It's not for the full-time workers. It's not for the missionaries. It's for you and me. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's for you and me. Amen. And so, you know, we, we should learn to be more open. We should learn uh, to just, you know, desire to improve in our ability to witness. And we should ask God, God, give me a new heart. If you feel that your heart has grown cold, how do you know if your heart has grown cold towards people? You become more irritable. You know, the people around you, you, you find your, tem your, your, your temper, your fuse becoming shorter and shorter. You know, at your workplace, don't raise your hands. At your workplace, if you're becoming more grumpy towards the people around you, ask God for a new heart. You know, in your house, if your siblings are becoming more and more irritating, don't ask God to, to give you a new sibling. No, no, ask God to give you a new heart. Amen? You know, and, 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 and even in your housemate, you know, or, or, or roommate, whatever, you know, in your, in your, just in your life, if, if you find that you have just less and less patience for people that are different than you, 
people who don't always think like you, people who don't always understand you, you need to ask God for a new heart. The problem is, for Christians, we don't ask God for a new heart. We ask God for new friends. And then we end up becoming like a little Christian clique. We just want to hang around people who think like us, laugh like us, share, share the same in-jokes as us, and then we, we forsake the rest. But no, no, no. That's not the heart of God. God's heart is for everyone. Amen? So He sent them out, 70, 72, and he sent them out two by two. Amen? And he sent them out. So those of you who are very good with math, you will, you'll know that they were, in total, Jesus sent them out to impact 35 to 36 cities. Right? Yeah, I think, okay. Don't, don't, don't check my math, okay? And so, today I want us to, to catch the heart of God. And I've got three points for us. Alright? And unlike my usual style, they today unfortunately will not all start with the same letter. And they will all, unfortunately, not rhyme. But I believe that all of it will be from God. Point number one, sent. Sent. Okay? What does this mean? We need to understand that no matter where we are in life right now, whether you are worshipping here in London or those of us who could be tuning in online from Bristol, Edinburgh, Cambridge, Nottingham, and then to the ends of the earth, Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong, you know, no matter where we are right now, no matter what job we have right now, no matter our age right now, whether we think we are young or we think we're old or you're a young person thinking you're old, you're old person thinking you're young, no matter your status, whether you're single, married, divorced, no matter where you are in life right now, you have been sent. Jesus here in verse 1, verse 2, verse 3 of Luke chapter 10 says, sent, sent, sent. Jesus sent the 72 out. He says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So, so disciples, from this moment onwards, for all generations to come, never stop praying for the law of the harvest to send out more laborers. You know, so every laborer is sent. Amen? And of course, you know, it goes on to say that, you know, go. You know, I even send you, even as lambs among wolves or sheep among wolves and, and so sometimes we go like oh i really don't like the people around us no you're meant to be there you're sent there you know you might feel like your workplace is a den of wolves you're sent there right you might feel like your family you know it, it, it's really chaotic you're sent there right you're not sent there to be punished you're not sent there to suffer you're sent there because God loves the people there. Amen? And so, how do we have a new heart to witness? Start seeing wherever you are based at with a new purpose, with a fresh set of eyes. You've been sent, not just by anyone. You're sent there, not by your pastor, not by your church. You're sent there by the living Son of God. Your marching orders didn't come from me. It comes from Jesus. You know? So some of us here, we come to church, we go like, God, I need a word from you. Here's the word. You're sent. You've been sent. But I'm jobless. You're sent. Because even in your joblessness, there are people around you. <laughs> Maybe other people that are also struggling with joblessness. Maybe your season of joblessness is giving you a lot of time. So use that time well in a way. How do we use it well? By understanding that we've been sent. So what does understanding we've been sent means? It means it's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be sent. 
You know, those of us who work, when, when your boss sends you on a business trip, it's a privilege. Because some of you get to fly business class. You know, that's why you go, send me, send me, send me. But when God says, I'm looking for people, you go, don't send me, send me, don't send me, send my neighbor. No, 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 it's a privilege. We need to start seeing missions. We need to start seeing our neighborhood as a privilege. We need to start seeing. Do you even, let me put this out there. Maybe there's a word from the Lord. Do you even know your neighbors? Maybe to live out this message today, go back and knock on your neighbor's door and get to know them. Amen? Don't worry, in the coming weeks, we'll teach you how to impact your neighbors, all right? And so, you know, it's not only a privilege, it's a priority. It's a priority, right? It, it, Jesus says that, hey, I send you out. Don't, don't take money bags. Don't take knapsack. Don't take sandals. Uh, don't even greet people on, on the way. And it sounds rude, right? Jesus is asking you to ignore people. No, no, no. Jesus is saying that, no, because back then, the culture was that people would walk, everybody walked, I, you know, whether they walked or their animal walked, but people walked. Sometimes they will walk with their animal, walk with their donkey, they'll be, and all that. And, and along the way, they will greet each other. Oh, shalom, oh, hi. And sometimes if they meet each other, they speak the same language, the, the accent sounds similar, they'll, they'll exchange, oh, where are you from? What? You're from Klang? Oh, I'm from Klang. Oh, where are you from? Oh, you're from, you're from you know, this, this city. Oh, you're from uh, Sheffield? I'm from Sheffield. And, and sometimes what they'll do is they'll, they'll stop, they'll exchange contacts, and they'll start saying, that actually, I live nearby. You know, the journey is far. Where are you going? Oh, I got three more days to go. Three more days? Why don't you set? Come, come. I, I live just here. Why, why don't you stay for the night? And so Jesus was saying that, hey, there's going to be good, hospitable people along the way, but they can also be a distraction. And sometimes we, we know that God has, you know, some of us, it's easier to see our jobs and our families as, as sent. Because maybe for you, you've been praying and then God gave you a job. And then it's not just any job, it's a great job. Great pay, great office location, great benefits. And every day you're just thinking, thank you Jesus for this job. But sometimes if you're not careful, the good of the job can distract us from the mission. And God is here, hey, Great. I love it that you're enjoying the perks. I love it that your job gives you free meals. You know, maybe some of us here, we work in those fancy, uh, you know, places, you know, Facebook, Google, that even have like free massages, whatever, you know, dinners provided. And it's sometimes it's so easy for us to be enamored by that. And God is reminding us, don't be distracted by that. I put you here. I'm glad that you're blessed. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're enjoying your perks but you're also sent. You're also sent. Amen? And so, in other words, we must not sleep on these opportunities. And even if some of you are thinking, Pastor, you know, where I am right now, in my status, in my job, in my environment, I don't think I'm sent by God. You know, I, I think I messed up. I think it's by my own mistakes that I end up being here. Let me give you this word that I feel the Lord wants to tell you. God can turn your oopsies into opportunities. Okay, write that down. And so, some of us think that, oh no, I, I, I made a mistake. I don't think this is the right... No, 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 no. God can even take your wrong job and, and, and use it for His glory. God is a God who makes all things work for the good of those who love Him and call according to His purpose, right? I always use the example. Have you seen a broken clock? Imagine this clock. Imagine one day the battery has run dry. 
and the clock stops moving. Do you know that even if the clock stops moving, it is still right at least twice a day? Just think about it, right? So even if you get stuck at 12, it, you know, it's, it's, it's wrong all the 24 hours, but for, for two hours, it's right, right? If, it, if you don't understand that, just write it down. It will hit you on Monday. Monday, you'll be like, oh, I get it, Eureka, okay? So point number one, scent. You need to understand and understand again. You need to remember and remind yourself again. Your masters, God sent you there. Your PhD program, especially when it going gets tough, God sent you there. Your time in London, God sent you there. Your time in that company, God sent you there. Your time in that building, in that neighborhood, God sent you there. Amen? You know, God is a God who loves people and is sending, you know, His loved ones into the midst, wanting to turn the wolves even back into sheep. Amen? That is the heart of God. But to fully understand that, we must also embrace point number two, which is leave. You can't go until you leave. Uh, get it? You know, you need to be sent. But you can't go anywhere until you leave. Right? You can't, I, can, I can pay the best holiday for you, but, but you can't go to your holiday until you leave. In other words, it's, it's good to go like, yeah, 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 I believe God has sent me. I believe that God has people for me to impact. But to do that, i got to leave. And then and here, God wants to teach us two things. In verse 4, Jesus says, don't carry money bags, nor knapsacks, nor sandals, and, and, and don't greet people along the way. But Jesus was trying to tell them that, hey, leave ASAP. Don't stop for supplies. Don't go back to pack your bags. And for some of us, to, to, that could mean that, hey, God has people that we need to impact, but we need to leave our excuses behind. A lot of us will go like, God, I know, I know, but, 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 you know, I'm very busy right now. And if I believe Jesus is preaching to us and today, He will say, he, won't, he might not say, don't carry your money back or knapsack, but He says, you know, He must say, leave your busyness behind. Leave your excuses behind. Uh, leave your justification behind. A lot of us, we must leave it. You know, and this is Jesus saying that, depend on me. Jesus saying that, don't you, you think you need money, right? We all, even today, don't leave the house without our wallet. And Jesus saying that, forget your wallet. What you need, I can provide. Some of us, we go like, yes, I, I know I want to impact my friends, but I don't know how to answer their questions. I need to read up more. I need to read, I need to go for more classes about the, 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 the Bible. I need to attend, you know, Alpha class, you know, 50 times. I, I need to do this, I need to do that. And Jesus said, no, 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 leave. Leave. Leave your excuses. Leave your own strength. Because what does money back, spare sandals, knapsack, they all represent self-preservation. Because if you walk along the way, oh, somebody steal your sandal, it's okay, I have a spare sandal. Or you walk along the way, the journey gets too long, I need, to, I need to, a place to stay. Oh, I can pay for an inn. You know, if along the way, I can buy supplies, I can put them in my bag. And these are all things that we think we need. And Jesus is saying that, I want you to witness, not according to your own strength, but according to His. You see, our strength is limited. And that's why our love for others, if it's based on our own strength, will always be limited. Amen? Do you find yourself like that? 
you go to a church, you go to a conference, and then you go like, I need to love people more. And then maybe on Monday, you're a little bit more intentional. By Wednesday, you want to kill your co-worker. No, gone is the love for, for them. You, you don't care for them. You don't want to pray for them anymore. Why? Because you've been going by your own strength. You know, you, you tell yourself, oh, come Monday, I need to be more patient. I need to be friendlier. I need to smile more. And then by Tuesday, you forget. Right? Because our own strength is limited. But God is saying that, go, I will provide the money you need. I will provide the housing you need. I will provide the sandals you need. I will provide the food you need. I will provide. And what we need to do is saying that, God, I need you. Show me the way. If we start praying more like this, instead of, God, I need this knowledge, I need that knowledge. No, instead you say, God, show me the way. I believe that what I have is already enough. And if we look at the character of God, God always uses whatever is already in our hands. Feeding of the 5,000 in the previous chapter. Go back, homework, read it. Luke chapter 9. How did it happen? Five loaves, two fish. What was already in the hand? How, how did David defeat Goliath? Did he go and buy a, a gun, M16? No, he used the sling. Amen? How did Moses split the Red Sea? How did Moses show the Pharaoh that God means business? With using the shepherd's stick that he was already using. And sometimes we think, how can I bring a shepherd's stick to see the Pharaoh? Sometimes we think, my testimony is too simple. My testimony is only a shepherd's stick. What can five loaves and two fish do to feed 5,000 people? This is foolishness. And God says, I will use the foolish things to shame the wise. I will use the weak to lead the strong. And yet we are trying to be strong. Friends, leave. Leave. I don't know what you need to leave, but you need to leave. You need to leave it, leave it behind and trust on God more. Leave is, is also, you know, uh, uh, I, I wrote here, if we truly want God to open doors into other people's lives, we need to close some doors in our lives. I'm going to say that one more time. If we want God to open doors into other people's lives, for us to minister, for us to pray, there needs to be some doors in our lives that we need to close. Right? Some doors in our lives, the door called excuses. The door called my own personality. And don't get me wrong, God loves you. God created you. God gave us different types of personalities. But our personalities shouldn't, we, we should serve us. We shouldn't serve our personalities. And, and, and so, you know, don't just go, oh, I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not an extrovert. Oh, that looks like a very extroverted thing to do. I'm not an extrovert. No, no, sometimes we need to close the door called introvert to be whatever God wants us to be. Amen? And, and, and God will give us the grace to be that. Right? For David to slay Goliath, he had to close the door called shepherd boy and open the door called warrior. You know, for, 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 for Moses, he needed to close the door called excuses. If you go back and read Exodus, God says that Moses, I'll use you. No, 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 not me. I can't speak well. Use my brother. And God says, no, no, I still want to use you. But okay, fine. Your brother can come along. But in the end, Moses still had to go. He had to close the door called his past. 
Because he, maybe he's thinking, huh, you're asking me to go back to Egypt, the very place I ran away from? I've got a criminal record there. There are wanted posters with my face on it. No, maybe not because they didn't have cameras. But you, you get what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I was wanted for, for manslaughter and you're asking me to go back to the place of my shame? You want me to go back to the place where people look at me, where my own people despise me because I'm not Jewish enough and the Egyptians look at me because I'm not Egyptian enough? A place where I don't belong? And God says, yeah, I want to use you. Can you imagine if Moses just continued to stay in the desert? But instead he closed the door, called the desert. And he opened the door, called Exodus. Amen? And so, I wrote here, there's a second point. There's a second part of leave that we need to understand. I wrote here, leaving is also an invitation by God to leave the old behind and experience the new authority and joy of God's power in our lives. Let's turn to verse 19 to fully understand. We read verse 19, right? So they, they were sent out. They left their supplies. They went out by faith. And praise God, the promises of Jesus always come true. And they came back celebrating. In verse 19, you know, uh, 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 oh, oh, before that, let me just um, rewind before we go to verse 19. Um, then verse 17, okay? The payoff is in verse 19. So I spoil my own payoff, but here we go. Then the 70, 72, return with joy. Sometimes when we read the Word of God, we need to understand that it wasn't originally recorded in English. And English is such a limited, you know, with joy. It sounds like, woohoo, yay. No, no, no. With joy in the original means that they, ran, they came running back just ecstatic. Just shouting, like, like, like how uh, in the city sometimes when, when a football team wins. You hear it in the streets. People are singing, people are honking, people are celebrating. That was how they came back. They came back, ah, Jesus! Not with joy, right? So with joy, it sounds so subdued, like, oh, hello, Jesus. How was my mission trip? Very successful. No, they came back going, Jesus! 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 You won't believe it. The, 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 even even the, the, the demons, said, ah, no, they, 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 were, they were scared of us. Jesus, wow. And, and I can imagine you know, they were there, you know, telling Jesus about all that they did. Even the demons are subject to us. And he said to them, I saw oh, all this, I, I, I've already seen it will happen. And of course, he says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on servants and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And God is saying that I've got power in store for you. I've got authority in store for you. But, but do you see that, that this extra power, extra authority is on the other side of, of leaving? Doesn't make sense. If they didn't leave, they wouldn't have experienced that. And so, how many of us have said before that, man, I, I, I wish I was more courageous, right? With all, I, I've said it before. God, I wish I was more courageous. God, I wish I was more confident. God, I wish I had more anointing. God, I wish that when I pray for my friends, instantaneously they will be made well. Like how Jesus and the apostles move. And Jesus is saying that that anointing is not for an exclusive club. That anointing is for you too. But it's on the other side. It's on the other side of leaving. Isn't that amazing? 
And so leaving is also an invitation to say, hey, are you, are you sick and tired of your personality? Are you sick and tired of you know, cancer having its way with your family member? Are you sick and tired of, of a loved one you know, falling away, not knowing Jesus? Are, are you sick and tired of, of the addiction in your family? Are you sick and tired of, of brokenness in your family? Are you, are you sick and tired of all that? Hey, it's time to change that. But to change that, it's time to leave. It's time to leave your excuses and, and press into God. And as you press into God, He's going to increase the authority. He's going to increase the anointing in your life. You know, it's so amazing. I can imagine the, the, the disciples coming back, just sharing like, oh, Jesus, I want to see, you know, because they went back two, they went two by two. So I can imagine, you know, they're probably acting out. Oh, and then there was this time, there was this young lady, you know, and, and she was demon possessed and we tried to, to, to cast her out and then she started floating in the air and then the other person said, yeah, really, Jesus, she was floating like a bird. Yeah, yeah. And we were so scared. Yeah, I was really scared. But I remember that you sent us out. So, so, so I, 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 I told him to go forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was too scared. But I went forward, Jesus. And then I said, in Jesus' name, you know, and then the, the, the person just stopped, and then we couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, and that's when I, I fired back. Yeah, yeah, get down. And the person actually got down, and, and they were all excited about it. But you see, that excitement, that joy, that testimony, that supernatural experience would not have been possible if they didn't leave. So, what are you waiting for, friends? What is God saying to leave behind? For some of us, it's all respectability. Oh, I can't possibly offer to pray for people at my workplace. Don't you know I need to be professional? Don't you know I, I could be fired if people complain? And, and we, we do. Let's not be ignorant. We do live in a society where such fears, I won't say it's a certainty, but it's a possibility. Where if people really want to make your life difficult, they can write an email to HR. They can write an email to the dean's office. You know, they, they can complain, right? They can, I don't know, complain to the landlord. Oh, the Christians are making too much noise, well, whatever. But why do we want to live under that? It takes equal amount of faith. It takes, friends, it takes equal amount of faith to believe for the worst outcome and to believe for the best outcome. Here's another way to look at it you have enough faith to believe for the best outcome. So why are you spending it on the worst outcome? It, it, it's, it's like, let me put it in terms we all maybe understand. If you have enough money to go eat at a three Michelin star restaurant, why are you using the same amount of money to eat at McDonald's? Right? And feeding, can you imagine... 300, assuming, I don't know what's the price, but let's say 300 pounds. 300 pounds eating, you know, the best restaurant in the world. You know, 10 course fine diving that will leave you like, wow, you know. Every picture is, you know, on Instagram will give you, I don't know, 50,000 likes, whatever. Can you imagine the silliness, the foolishness of spending 300 pounds on McNuggets and eating until nuggets are coming out of your nostrils <laughs> when you could be dining Wine and dining with it. Do you understand, friends? And God is saying that we, we worry, don't we? What if I get fired? What if I get in trouble? What if you don't? What if your friend gets healed? What if your friend gets delivered? Use your faith 
in the right place. Amen? Point number three. B. B. Okay? Let me explain. Have you ever wanted to be closer to Jesus? Have you? You know, why is witnessing so important? I'll tell you why it's so important. We all want to be closer to Jesus. We all want to be more in sync with the Holy Spirit. We all want to be more sensitive to what God is saying in our lives and, and, and for us. We, we, we want to be all that. And, and, and the good news is this, that, that we can be, but it's found when we're witnessing. Okay? Let me explain. God's heart is for people. And when you are in the midst of people, you are in the midst of where God's heart is. And you cannot be closer to God than where His heart is. Let me explain to you through Scripture, right? Let's go back a little bit to the start of chapter 10. In chapter 10, it says that after these things, the Lord appointed 70, 72 others also, and send them out two by two ahead of him into every city and place. And this is the part where we sometimes miss where he himself was about to go. Jesus, in asking us to be a part of sharing our faith, is also asking us and inviting us to partner with him. And Jesus said that, I'm going to go there. You know, it, it's like Jesus inviting you to come along, except that he's, ask, he's asking you to go first. By saying that when you go first, don't worry, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to those places. You know, I'm going to catch up. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to... And so, a lot of us, we go like, I want more of God. And, and I'm here to tell you, that more of God is found in the harvest field. Do you know where you're going to experience God's love the most? No, we all need, God, I feel so lonely. I feel so discouraged. I need your love. I need your encouragement. Do you know where you will find God's encouragement and love? In the midst of the lost. You know, on, on a very practical note, you know, both myself and Pastor Kat, we've had the privilege of just doing church. And, and, and it can be very honest. There are days where, where we do get very drained. We do get very discouraged. And this can sound like a negative thing, but let me say it in a very nice way. There are times where the bulk of that discouragement comes from Christians. But every time God uses non-Christians to encourage, to refresh, to make it feel like it's all worth it. You know, let me, you know, let me give you more example. It's like, for example, you open your house, right? You're inviting people to come, fellowship, and, uh, you know, the Christians come, they go, oh, thanks, Pastor, and they eat all the food, right? And then they, and then, oh, oh, uh, I gotta go, I live very far away, uh, I gotta catch a tube, all right, bye, and then they leave. And, and, and oftentimes, 
I'm not saying, I'm just this is an example, okay? So don't, if, if some of you recently were invited to fellowship with me, I'm not talking about you, okay? I'm not talking about you. Everybody relax. I'm not talking, I'm just using an old example, a past example. And many times I find it will be, it will be people who don't know God that will not take love for granted. And they will go like, well, thank you so much, you know, after they leave. And, and yeah, maybe they didn't stay back to, just to be fair, everyone, they also didn't stay back to do dishes, okay? Yeah, so just in case you're wondering, was it me? But then sometimes there will be the ones that text me and go like, oh, thank you so much for opening our house. Thank you so much for having me over. And sometimes it's that love and appreciation that makes me feel like, oh, wow, God, it's worth it. It's worth it. That, that, that's an example of what I mean. You know, but, but let me put it in, in even more powerful scripture. Uh, I, I didn't give this to, 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 to XTV, but you can write it down. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. We all know this. This is the great commission. Go into the world, make disciples of all men. And in, in verse 20 of Matthew uh, chapter 28, it has a promise. And it's a promise that many times we overlook, but it's a promise from God. Uh, verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe all things, that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. A lot of times we look at this and go like, wow, God is with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. True. But it's especially potent. This promise is especially true for the people who are a part of God's mission to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing people, teaching them. Do you, do you understand? God is saying that I am nearest, I am most felt by those that are involved in witnessing. If you don't believe me, go and test it out, okay? If, if you give yourself this challenge, and this is an example, okay, which I've experienced before, but, but I'm not pressuring you to do it. But let's say tomorrow, Monday, and those of those who are working, if tomorrow you say that God... I'm going to show up to work today. And God, I, I insist that I must share about you. I must make a difference. I must be a blessing. I must be salt and light to one person who needs it the most. Guess what? On that day, you will be praying. <laughs> on that day, you will be seeking. On that day, you'll constantly be going like, God, is it that one? Is it the janitor that always works on my floor? Or is it my lecturer? Or is it my housemate? And all this meditating on who, who can I bless, who can I bless, I guarantee you will leave you so connected to God. Because the whole day, without realizing it, you're depending on God. The whole day, without you realizing, you're saying that God, who, 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 how, 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 how can I be a blessing? Who can I be a blessing to? And in what way can I do it? God, give me the words to say, when you're caught in those moments, how many of you have been used by God in, in counseling someone for advice and you're out of your depth, someone just pouring out their problems and then right there and then they're crying, they go, what should I do? And then you'd be like, uh, and then suddenly God gives you just that one nugget of truth to share and, and, and you know it's from God because as you say it out, you are caught by surprise how intelligent it sounded. Have you been there before? No? I, I experience it every Sunday. And so you, you just share it and then you go like, wow, that's, wow, that's, wow. That sound, sounded like someone really intelligent wrote that. That someone is definitely not me. That's God. And right at that moment, right at that moment, you feel connected to God more than ever. And so this is my encouragement. 
Why should we witness? It draws us closer to God. It makes us become closer to God, become more like God. Do you know where Jesus spent most of his time? Right? Do you know how it's, it's an environment that, that also fashions people? Jesus spent time around people. People who are far away from God. People who don't know God. That's the environment. Right? That's Jesus' gym. That, that's Jesus' surrounding. That's the environment that, that, that made him make his light shine brighter. So if you want to share in the glory of Jesus, if you want to share in the testimony of Jesus, if you want to share in the likeness of Jesus, be in the harvest field. Be witnessing. Be making a difference. Amen? Before we enter the coming weeks of, 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 of the how and the art, it's so important for us to get the heart right. Amen? For us to remember again, we've been sent. So let's put some urgency. I'm not sure how long you'll be working in that company, but as long as you're working there, prioritize. Put some urgency. Put some fire to your bum on how to best lift out the gospel. Amen? Remember that you're on borrowed time. Everywhere you're at, you're sent there by God. Amen? And then while you're there, leave. Leave the excuses. Leave the old you. Desire the new. I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but how many of you here will want to have more authority to pray for the sick? How many of us here will want to have more authority you know, over spiritual matters? How many of us want to have more anointing and more power to be a blessing? And the good news is this, Jesus wants to share that, Jesus wants to offer that, but it's located on the other side of leaving. And then, if you feel like, but what you're asking of me is scary. I can't do it alone. The good news is you don't have to do it alone because it is in the doing, it's in the witnessing, it's when you are there that you're closest to God. Because where you're at, Jesus was going to go sooner or later. And, 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 and even this morning, as I was preparing this message, one extra point for us to meditate on. Hopefully this will convict you as it convicted me. Jesus could have gone to the cities first. But Jesus chose to partner with the 72 and send them ahead first. A lot of times we go like, God, I want you in my workplace. God, I want you right? And so I can imagine they were sent ahead to bless, to pray for the sick as they'll be instructed to do. And people were starting to go like, whoa! And then I can imagine that, yeah, yeah. But greater things will happen when my master comes. Greater miracles, greater breakthroughs, greater restoration, deeper teaching will come when my master comes. So get excited, my master is coming. And a lot of us, we want God to just show up at our family. We want God to show up in our friend's life. We want God to show up in our workplace. But do you know Jesus' strategy is this? Before I show up, you've got to turn up. And until you turn up, He's not going to show up. So turn up. 
Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, uh, it's good news. What you're asking us to share is not religion. It is not rules. It is good news. So Lord, help us, Lord, to enjoy the good news again of how you love us, of how we were once lost, but now we are found by a very, very, very gracious and loving God who could have used angels to pronounce His good news, but He chose to use sinners instead. Thank you, Lord, that you gave the important job to us ordinary people. The good news is that we serve a very inclusive God. The good news is that we serve a very loving God. The good news is we serve a very powerful God who wants to heal our family, who wants to heal our friends, who wants to set the people in our lives free from depression, free from addiction. He wants to. He wants to do it. But God is also so good, so kind that He wants to also share not just the good news, but He wants to share the glory with us. So friends, I hope the Spirit will awaken something within you. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to witness. And when you're witness, you're never alone. You're never alone. God is there. God was already making His way there. He just sent you ahead. And so when you go ahead and share, you're just starting a work that Jesus will finish. So start the work. Start the conversation. Start that friendship. Start. And let Jesus finish. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.